Hello everyone, welcome to Under the Wing. I am your host, Andrew Wingard, and I am extremely grateful that you are sharing your time with me today. I am excited that I get the opportunity to share with you the experiences and stories from all walks of life. Gather around, and let's begin. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Under the Wing. We are here for the long-anticipated part two. I'm with Miss Brenda Scott from SMU. Hello, hello, everyone. Let, let's let's get back to it, man. Like you said, people are looking for part two. I'm excited for part two. <laughs> I, I wanted to continue the conversation in part one, but you know, as I mentioned, you know, cutting up the segment I think would be better. And so I, I'm excited to learn from you, man. And and you know, if I was smart. I would have just recorded our lunch conversation a month ago. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you talk about authentic conversation, man. I, mm-hmm. I just, I truly enjoyed that lunch. And I, I don't I know, man, it. <laughs> it, it was awesome. It was awesome. So be, before we jump into the, the main topic. So as we wrapped up session one, we were kind of talking about your journey and, mm-hmm. and you were kind of telling everyone how you got to where you are right now at SMU. Yeah. And so before we dive into that, I'm extremely jealous. Because you were at the Final Four this past weekend. Um, talk to me. Talk to me about that. Talk to me about that. <laughs> the experience was amazing. You know, this was my first Final Four experience in person. Um, and I couldn't have picked a, a, a better game. You know, a, a great person said, Brand, we got tickets. I said, <laughs> me and you going? I said, bet. <laughs> so we went and the atmosphere was just unbelievable. You know, just the love that so many people have. Women's sports have come such a long way, mm. especially um, the college atmosphere, you know, for, for women and the talent level, you know, Caitlin Clark, like Steph Curry out there shooting the three from the logo. Yeah, Angel Reese and her squad just they were just relentless from the start. You know, knocking down big time shots. Angel was dominating the boards. The game was great. Moki played, uh, I mean, I mean, coached a amazing game and she had an amazing game plan, you know, for you know, Iowa. So I was just grateful to just to be, you know, in attendance. Yeah. When we talked about in part one, we talked about how important sports sports were to you. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned the names of Caitlin Clark and Andrew Reese. And I was talking with somebody earlier this week. And so I'm a huge women's basketball friend, fan. And uh, me and one of my homies who actually worked at Texas Tech with me have mm-hmm. always planned to get to a Final Four. Now, he's beat me to the Final Four, um, <laughs> but I, I just haven't made it yet. But I'm they're in Cleveland next year. I'm buying my tickets. Yeah, they, Cleveland. They, <laughs> as I say, my home state, you know, get to go back home. Exactly. See some people and really enjoy the atmosphere because now that I got a taste of it, yeah, it's something that you want to do, even with the experience all around it. Like all weekend long, it was an amazing time, and I, you know, celebrated that that time. Like we got out and enjoyed, you know, everything from going down and watching the open practices. You know, yeah, free, free to the public, watching open practices, getting a chance to talk to the coaches players taking pictures it was the atmosphere was was great celebrities all over the place billy jean king walked 
on the elevator just before me. Wow. I, I saw a glimpse of her, but she walked right on the elevator just before I did. She was at the game. So it was a it was a just tremendous wow. weekend as well as atmosphere, you know, for that championship. I, I can only imagine, man. And so my, my point was you you think about you play basketball, you think about women's college basketball, you got Cheryl Swoops, Candace Parker, Lisa Leslie, Dana Taurasi, Maya Moore. I mean, some heavyweights. Mm-hmm. And you have these two young women and Angel Reese and Caitlin Clark turn the world upside down. What what does what does that mean to you? That that means growth, you know, and that that also means going back to just the the diversity of the game, you know, when it comes to you know, people put women in a box, you yeah. know, in this game in a certain way. We can't do this. We can't do that. Well, Kayla is shooting a three just as good as Steph. If uh, not better. Angel Reese is out here rebounding just as good as Barkley. You know, yeah. um, these these Hall of Fame coaches, you know, with 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 Don Staley and, and Mo Key, man, it was just they're we're 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 setting a tone and i think we're we're, they did like record numbers when it came to the black coaches yeah just in general you know black black head coaches in the ncaa represented this year yeah and it's just setting a, a a good tone and to allow our young our young girls all of our young girls know that anything is possible and for our our people that's in coaching that you can't take that next step. You can't go to that next level and, and play at a high level, compete at a high level. Right. So it, for me, it just signifies hope. It signifies, mm. you know, all the the sacrifices that those before us have done, you know, going back to like Pat Summit and Carolyn Peck, just for just phenomenal coaches that really changed the game. But yeah. these women are continuing to carry and that that baton has most definitely been passed. Mm. That, that That's good. And, uh, you know, I, I heard the word hope, which is which is powerful. And so this is a good segue in, into our, our in, you know, the power conversation of what you're doing right now with SMUS athletics and in your passion with DEI. And so you spoke a little bit about the diversity of the game. You spoke a little bit about hope. Um, you know, we talked about DEI at lunch. And, you know, I, again, I, I mentioned this before. I, I wish I was smart enough to record this <laughs> conversation during our lunch. Um and actually going back, going back to that one, one after lunch, you, you, you inspired me. First off, did you ever get, get back with those young ladies to play, play bridge? Every time I went back, it was something that popped up, but okay. I know they're there every Thursday and I'm going to get back. Yeah. To, they're going to teach me that game. <laughs> so, now, now yeah. the reason I say that is. You know, that was so impactful to me because I know sometimes I get in in my own way and life gets busy and just seeing you. And I had spoke to those ladies before when I got there and they were like, oh, no one ever sits back here with us. Are we going to be too loud? I'm like, no, I'm not here to be. I'm just here with a friend. And if we get too loud, let us know. I'm like, yes, ma'am. You know, and so you you come and and seeing you just uh, embrace that moment to have a conversation with those young ladies. And and for them to say, hey, yeah, you can come and play bridge and learn how to do this. And so I was curious that that had happened. But the reason that inspired me was like, 
all right, she set the tone. I need to make sure that this next time when I'm somewhere, I need to make sure I, I reach out and, and extend that olive branch as well. And so I, I want to thank you for that because that just that moment of you taking time to be uncomfortable and and extend that olive branch was so powerful to me. So thank you for doing that. All right, you're welcome. You're welcome. Um, but now let, let's get into DEI. And, you know, during the lunch conversation, we talked about so much and something that stood out to me as we look at DEI and uh, as it's transforming uh, across corporate America and uh, higher education and so many avenues. You know, one thing that stood out to me is, is you you said that DEI is more than just a certificate. <laughs> talk, talk to me. Talk to me about DEI. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. You know, nowadays you know, everyone has a training for everything. You go on these sessions, online training, you take your class, <laughs> an hour, you get a certificate. You can't learn someone's culture, someone's identity in an hour, in, in, in two hours. It's, it's, it's impossible. Yeah. You know, that's something that you having a certificate saying that you mastered a DEI class is like, oh, what did you master? You know, yeah. what did you come out of that with? DEI, for those like me that does the profession and, and out talking to individuals, talking to people, you know, talking to companies, schools, you know, whatever is really a calling. It's really DEI. I would say, I'm just going to speak for me. It's, it's within me Yeah, because I understand the importance of diversity, being around diverse people. I understand the importance of inclusion, making people feel like they belong. I understand the importance of equity, trying to even the playing field, you know? So with all that understanding, it also comes with, you and I talked about building experiences. That's the only way that we're truly going to master DEI in a way that's meaningful and impactful. Going back to those ladies that, you know, invited me to come back for bridge. So just so the audience know, all of these women were over 60. Mm-hmm. All of these women were white women. Yep. And we're back there. And again, I was just watching, watching the move, watching <laughs> play. And I just stopped. What are you guys playing? Oh, honey, we're playing bridge. And so they went around the table, told me their names. You know, they told they told me a little bit about the game. And then, like, you come back here. We play every Thursday at 11. You come back here. We're going to teach you. Yeah. That was intentional. Right. By me. So I can start to understand who they are. If I didn't do that, I'm just another person just just walking by and, you know, they're going about their business. I don't know how many people they encounter throughout their day, but that was something intentional. But they were that little thing. It taught me something that was a special moment of inviting me in yeah they, they made me feel comfortable in right. that short period of time at that restaurant it made me feel comfortable and welcome back at, at any time on that thursday on those thursdays to really come back and, and play but again if it wasn't for me reaching out right that didn't happen with dei you have to be intentional because yeah. our differences can scare people yep you know, the way the way someone may look the way someone may may walk, the way the way someone like we can, you know, we can we can scare people just because we're different. 
But until you take the time to have a conversation, say hello, how are you? We're, you know, we're spinning, we're spinning our wheels. Yeah. DEI, again, it's more than a certificate. You know, it's more than just me sitting there getting up on the, you know, finding the projector screen and giving you definitions of implicit bias, microaggressions, white privilege, all of the, you know, the long list of things that you get the certificate for. Right. Anyone can do that. You can look that up on the internet. Yeah. But now let's have a conversation of why this person feels this way, why this group of people feel this way. And then we can come to an understanding and show mutual and have mutual respect for each other so we can grow. Yeah, no, that that's good. And so you, you know, with us both being in higher education, mm-hmm. you know, there, there's, there's an emphasis on creating and building those experiences. And so now you're in athletics and uh, I know when you were YSU, you were over the university entirely. Um, so talk to me a little bit about some of the experiences that you're looking to build at SMU. And I know you're, you're, you're looking to hopefully be someone that uh, maybe one day I'm going to probably reach out to you in regards to DEI and, and helping with some experiences, but not, not only just higher education, but just overall, you know, what are, what are some things that, that we can do as leaders in our organizations or in our institutions to help be intentional but also create those experiences. Yeah. So things work better when we're more diverse, just, just period. Just as a coach, I need a diverse team. I can have a team just speaking on basketball. Since we talked about final four, I can't have a team full of point guards. Right. You think that I'm going to compete at the highest level because I'm I'm, I'm coming up short somewhere. Now I can't compete with the post players down there because we're all, we're all short. Or I can't have a team full of full of forwards. Got to have somebody that's going to be able to handle the rock. Got to have somebody that's going to be a playmaker. You know, so it's the same. I look at at that the same as companies, organizations, schools, university. Our teams need to be diverse, and yeah. our teams need to have representation. Where when we're out recruiting, people can see themselves within that leadership. So. The diversity, it, it helps ease everyone. So you have men, you have women, you know, white, black, Asian, Hispanic, etc., different religions, sexual orientations. This makes everything go and flow a whole lot better. Yeah. We're intentional about having a well-diverse team. I I wouldn't want to work with just a room full just a room full of black women because now we're missing out on a whole population because we're thinking alike. Right. All thinking, we're all thinking alike. First, we're not men. Yeah. So we're missing out on that aspect. We're not of a different race. We're missing out on that aspect. It's just so much that you miss out on. So having a diverse team, it just brings so much more to the table and pushes those, you know, those companies and schools and universities to a whole, whole nother level. Yeah. And with, with S, within SMU, you know, some of the, the goals, you know, are to be more intentional when it comes to helping all of our student athletes. So I have to take the time, first of all, again, building relationships is very important. So you ask the question of how, how companies and people, you know, can, you know, move forward and do this in, in their work. 
the first thing is to build relationships yeah. and actually care, you know, yeah. build a relationship and actually care about what that person across the table is saying to you. Yeah. And remember and remember those things because that's very important. You know, so building these groups. So when student athletes, we have international students. I can't totally relate to an international student because I'm American. Right. So with, with the issues and things that they have going on, they need a space for them so they can interact and they can find like individuals, individuals that's, that's like themselves. Yeah. So building groups for international student athletes only. You yeah. know, and that thing, some people argue about inclusive spaces saying it needs to be less talk about that and, and, and less spaces because it's, 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 it's excluding other populations, uh-huh. which, well, we're still different, right? So with all of that, we need to make sure that we have a shared space for those different individuals because they need to share their their culture, their ideas, their religions, et cetera, and feel like they have a sense of belonging. Yeah. That's why that's so important. It's not to exclude anyone, but it's it's helping them have a community and a place with in the midst of it all, yeah, they're able to be themselves. So you're 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 not that we're you're not excluding anyone, but at the no. same time, you still want to make them get to a point to where they feel comfortable. Yes, it's not shutting anyone out. Yeah, but it's empowering groups of people in in, in different and certain populations to be their authentic selves, and then, then they feel supported. Yeah, because this company, this organization, this school went out their way to make sure that my group had a place. Yeah, my group. So it's certain pockets, you know, that I'm trying to tackle that will help our student athletes feel like they can be their best self. Yeah, you, you something, and I, and now I'm I'm going back to that entire conversation we had at lunch, and I remember telling you this, and I'm not sure if you remember, but there was we talked about interview questions, and something that really bugs me is when people ask me, "What are they? How or how did I phrase it?" Uh, what's your stance on DEI? And I just feel like that's such a bad question that in the is. sense of it's very generic. And and the reason I said that is someone asked me that once and I'm like, what? And so I was kind of like, okay, uh, I get it. But I was also in a group setting to where we were interviewing like, um, I think my, maybe a, a, an associate vice president for something. And someone mentioned, you know, what do you believe? Or, you know, what are your thoughts on DEI? And I just feel like that was such a, uh, elementary <laughs> question right because not you, you, this man just told you he played football at Penn State mm-hmm. right so if you think about football at the division one level mm-hmm. there's a diverse group of people there so he has to buy right. into diversity right so right. I, I was like man there has to be a better way to ask this question uh, um, <laughs> as leaders so <laughs> talk, talk to me about that man am I am I wrong for thinking no, that no you're you're right and again I, I think the the fear the fear really comes around the the D, right? Yeah. Equity and inclusion. So the diversity piece, because for some reason, a lot majority of people, when they when you say diverse, they go towards race. Yep. 
<laughs> it's just like automatically when you talk about <laughs> diversity, they make it black and white. That's it. When it's like, this is so much more than that. <laughs> this is so much more than that. So right. diversity talks, we talk about everything having diverse thoughts, ideas, again, religion, your it's so much more than race. And yeah. if we can get past that part, yep. I think our conversations will be a whole lot better. Yeah. Also realizing everything that we do, you know, has to do with diversity. Everything that we do, even mm-hmm. if, even if you are in a room full of people that look exactly like you, you still have diversity within that group. Mm. How you explain that? The diversity comes out. Some of you may be parents. Mm. Some of you, some of you um, may may be a part of LGBTQ community. Some of you may be religious. Mm. You know, you still, even though they all men, they all look like you, but you still have some diversity yeah. within that group. That, I, that that's so good i want you to repeat that like you you can have a room full of the people who look the same and still and be diverse still, and you still have still diversity mm. you still have diversity why do so, you think why do you think so many people struggle with getting past race when when you talk about that yeah race is huge you know race is just is is part of our our country and it's a sensitive topic and people don't like talking about it yeah. because sometimes depending on who's facilitating, depending on who's the talker, the speaker, some people can feel shame. Some people can feel embarrassed. Some people can feel threatened. But if you lead with facts and also, again, going back to having conversations, I think that lessens, you know, the intimidation of it. Yeah. So if just like with those women, going back to the four, you know, bridge women, if and when I go back there, I'll be the only black woman in this younger black woman. It's intimidating. That's intimidating for anyone to sit down. But how I'm going to break down those walls for myself and for them is to ask simple conversations Mm. about their family. You know, are they married? Talk about grandkids. You know, yeah. what's, you know, what have they been through in their life? Right. What are their, you know, those things that there's all relatable. We all love, we, we laugh, we cry, you know, we get sad, we're happy. We all share as a human, we all share these experiences. But for some reason, pockets of people think we're just so different. Yeah. That's just so not the truth. Yeah. We we have so many connectors. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Wow. That that's that that was good. And I'm glad that you said that. Because I, I do agree that sometimes we get stuck on the idea of just race and DEI. Mm-hmm. And and I I hope that if if no one else, if they don't get anything else from this conversation, I hope that they get that piece that you can be in a room full of people that look like you mm-hmm. and still have a diverse population. Absolutely. Because you're still different. That's good. You're still different. That's good. And, you know, as as we get ready to 
you know, wrap up part two. And and I'm grateful for you being authentic and in taking time to have this conversation. Um, because it can't be this is a conversation that's bigger than 25 minutes, right? Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> we can go on and on trying to compact it in there, but yeah. for the most yeah. part, get people to understand where I'm coming from on this topic, why I do it, why I love it. You know, why I want more people to just embrace it because you have to really have to be intentional about it. If not, you're you're just going to look at it, you know, in those black and white terms. And it's just so much more. Yeah. So I, I'm not, I'm actually not going to ask my last question. I'm actually going to ask the question that you just mentioned, why you love this work and why you love higher ed. You know, what what inspires you to, to do this work? I love helping people. I love seeing people smile. I love the aha moments, you know, when when you're in there and you're getting, you know, people to understand something that they haven't before or see something in a different way, in a different perspective. Mm. And I love working with young people. You know, I've been working with young people for, man, about 20 years of my life. Yeah. And it's just been truly a blessing. I believe my personal mission is to help young people reach their full potential so they can have a better quality of life. Mm. That's that's my personal mission. Yeah. It started way even way before working, you know, with them back with my with my nieces. My right. little my little nieces that's the oldest now, back with with them of trying to teach them they say I was bossy. Like, <laughs> But trying to teach them and grow because they were diverse. I had to deal with different different attitudes and personalities, and they helped train me. They helped get me to where I am when they not when I think back on it, and it's I just love doing it. You know, I, I'm genuine. You know, yeah. behind the work, I'm, I'm not doing this for accolades or you know attention or things like that. This is just what I love to do. I believe it's a calling, and we're all called to do different things and yeah. this is something that I'm called to do that comes very very natural for me and I'm just grateful that the right people have been aligned for me to connect with to continue this journey and have faith in me just like the SMU athletic director and, and all the the people that helped make the decision to bring me on board at SMU I thank them for that because you know, I'm bringing new ideas and concepts to the table, but this is something that at the end of the day, this ultimately will better our student athletes experience as mm -hmm. well as our coaches, our staff, our administrator and SMU as a whole. So I thank everyone for that opportunity. That, that's awesome. And I, I'm sure SMU is, is, is grateful. I think they got a good hire if I must say myself, <laughs> uh, you know, and uh, I'm sure that they are grateful to have you. And I know that, you know, your your aspiration is continue doing that work and, and lifting up our, our our young people and, you know, being an advocate and helping people who maybe have questions about how can they effectively, you know, do or develop DEI practices in their organizations or in higher ed. And so, if someone may have a question for you, Miss Scott, yes. and so what I would like you to do is, if someone's listening to this and they're like, you know what, I I want to talk to this Miss Brenda because I I I need I don't know where to start, you know, and I I I think she might be able to get me off 
give me set me this foundation. So what I would like you to do is, you know, share with the people, um, you know, some contact information if you're if you're comfortable sharing and ways they yeah. can get in touch with you. Absolutely. Um, first, you can start at LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn, you know, Brenda Scott and you type in SMU. I most definitely should pop right up there for you. Uh, Instagram is at B Scott underscore three, three, oh. And Twitter is at Brenda Scott three, three, oh. So keeping it real simple, staying true to my roots, representing Youngstown, Ohio. Three, three, oh, we'll stay in there. That's it. So shout out, shout out to the Yoke. You also can just go to SMU Athletics and, and you can pull up my name there, you know, Brenda Scott and SMU Athletics. But yeah, I'll, I'll be happy to to help anyone you reach out and, and, you know, see how I can help or how I can be of service, you know, to you or your company or, you know, just just you personally. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And I, I, you know, I'm grateful to have you as as we share before this call. So don't be surprised you you get a text from me uh, here over the next few months, man. So yeah, uh, we need more. This is, you know, this conversation I had to uh, had to keep it tight, but just know that I I have so much more to to share, so much so much more to grow. You know, within within this uh, profession, and and I'm I'm just ready for it all, and I'm That's thankful awesome. for it all. That's awesome. Well, Brenda, I, I appreciate you taking. Uh, another evening um, to to catch up with part two because I did not want to skip this most important part. Not saying that part one wasn't important because I, I think well, our journey yeah. our journey is always important. Oh yeah. Um, but I I personally wanted to know because I, like you said I, I'm continue learning. Like I I want to continue learning how to do this better, and I know that I am not an expert in that area, and you are, and so I wanted to just personally speak with you about DEI and and Gosh. learn from you on how I can get better because I'm I'm again I'm still learning myself. Oh, so yeah. I appreciate you taking time. No worries. Thank you so much for the time and anytime you need me, I'm here. You let me know. Appreciate you, Brenda. All right. Thank you so much for listening to Under the Wing. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. If you enjoyed today's show and you would like to support the podcast, tell a friend or two, share on social media, or leave a rating and review. You can follow me on Instagram at Under the Wing with Andrew. Again, thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time.